0: What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, aka Nino's Corner, man. First off, you like this content that is coming your way? Hit that subscribe button, hit the uh, bell, get all my notifications here for the channel, folks. And if you listen to this on the podcast streaming platform, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, uh, you know, Google Play, anything They're there, it's a streaming, you know, podcast platform. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. But, folks, um, first off, guys, we're going to talk about why I truly believe Texas will be better for the 2023 season here for football um, we got a lot of variables that are that are in Texas's favor in my opinion um, so I'll go ahead and talk about that here for a couple minutes but folks first off let's get into our sponsors support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by betus.com folks go to betus.com get yourself 125% sign up bonus using the promo code Nino's Corner again folks go to betus.com Get yourself a 125% sign-up bonus, folks. That is free money uh, using the promo code NinosCorner at BetUS.com. So, folks, our second sponsor is going to be by none other than Manscaped. So, folks, go to Manscaped.com. Get yourself 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code NinosCorner. Again, get yourself 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code NinosCorner at Manscape.com, but folks we are here to talk about why i believe texas is going to be better in the 2023 football season um so what i will say is yes people are going to say well nina we lost Bijan robinson doke walker you know award winner uh possible first round draft pick yes we lost him yes we lost rojo team leader um lost all of that yes yes we lost anthony cook i totally get it folks we lost Anthony Cook. Um, you know, one of our signal callers there in the secondary. We lost to Sean Jameson. Yes, understand that. Yes, we lost to Keandre Colburn. Under yeah, look, understand that we lost over Sean. Yes, we're losing uh a lot of players, a lot of death. But why do I believe that this 2023 class is well, this 2023 season is going to be better than the previous season here for Texas? As we understand Texas won eight and four this year in the regular season, eight and five, including the bowl game. In those four losses. Um, you know, Texas could have easily won two or three of those and, and definitely been at 10-2, 11-1. Definitely understand that. But what I want to say about this 2023 um, team is that, yes, we lost B. John Robinson. Yes, we did lose Roshon Johnson. However, Jonathan Brooks is nobody to sleep on. Cedric Baxter, even though he's a true freshman, he's nobody to sleep on. Jaden Blue was the number one running back in the country prior to him, uh, you know, skipping his senior season to get ready to come and play at Texas. So we have the, uh, you know, Jonathan Blue one season, the best running back in the state. Jaden Blue, the best running back in the nation. And then this year we have Cedric Baxter, best running back in the nation. Are they Bijan? We don't know. Probably, probably not. Who knows? But what I do know about this Texas team is that this Texas offensive line, is going to be better than what Bijan has had to run behind his three years here in Texas. Texas is returning 10 of their 11 starters on offense and to have basically returning all of their offensive line talent that they had last year. And mind you, folks, some of those folks that were starting this year in the line might not be starting in 2023. That's how deep this Texas offensive line is. Now, with the uh, reassurance that Christian Jones is actually coming back here for the 2023 season, uh, Texas has a great problem here, you know, on the line. Does does Christian Jones bump in the guard and, you know, play guard where a lot of people think that is where he's best suited for in the NFL, or does he stay at right tackle? Those are good problems to have, folks. If he does bump down to a, you know, like to a guard position, we have a guy who's been here for quite some time. A guy who understands the system. This would be his third year in Sark system. His third year being coached by Cal Flood, one of the best offensive line coaches in the, uh, you know, in in the uh, college football, uh, if not the best. Um, so if you move a Christian Jones to a guard position, that lets you have a left tackle of. Kelvin Banks, one of the guards being Christian Jones, and then one of the guards being a a basically a fight or a toss-up between Hayden Connor, Cole Hudson, and D.J. Campbell. A lot of people are very eager to see D.J. Campbell play because he was a five-star, one of the top 15 players in the country, coming out of high school, but he didn't come in the spring ball, and Cole Hudson did, and that pretty much assured that he was the starter because he got those extra reps. Now, Cole Hudson has a torn labrum. Um, or he's he's injured. I'm not, you know, exactly sure exactly what the true injury is, but I heard it was a torn labrum. So he's gonna miss the spring ball, that which is gonna give DJ Campbell an opportunity to step up and show that he is one of those guys who should be considered for one of those starting guard positions. Now, the wild card here is Hayden Connor, who was the starting left guard last year. So let's say if Christian Jones bumps into the guard position, where does that leave Hayden Connor? A lot of people project Hayden Connor as a great right tackle, or a really good right tackle, and if that happens, you have Hayden Connor fighting out with Big Cam Williams from Duncanville High School, who will be a, a, a either a redshirt freshman or or a, a true sophomore this year. But you'll have him competing for time with 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 Big Cam Williams, folks. These are good problems to have. Let's say Hayden Connor doesn't win the job, then guess what? Our swing tackle slash guard, our next man up, has over thirteen to fifteen games starting in the Big 12, starting for a team that went 8-4 and in the regular season. And so you have a better offensive line than what we've had here in the past. That's why I think Jonathan Brooks and Cedric Baxter and these guys are going to have a better opportunity to put up better stats than what Bijan did. I'm not saying that they're going to put up better stats. They have a better opportunity because their offensive line is better. One one other reason why I think that this Texas team is going to be better, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is getting a guy like Isaiah Nayer back. Isaiah Nayer was injured towards ACL last year, which basically uh, prompted Xavier Worthy to have to be the deep ball guy. And we all understand that Nayer was going to be that deep ball threat here for Texas. And so with Nayer being a deep ball threat, it was going to give the opportunity for Xavier Worthy to do what he does best, and that's catch the ball and run with the ball instead of having to track a ball and go deep for a ball and things of like that nature. He's best in an intermediate range where he can catch the ball and use his straight up speed and his vision to make things happen uh basically yards after the catch. This is going to open up this for Xavier Worthy immensely. Having a guy like Nayer back. And then also having the guy like Jordan Whittington back as well, since he said that he's coming back to Texas. Now you have a very veteran wide receiver room, Nayer, Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy, Brennan Thompson, who's a speedster, 10, 200 meter guy, Savion Red. And then you put guys like Jonte Cook, guys like Ryan Neblet, DeAndre Moore, and you You see where I'm going here, guys. we got a very deep wide receiver room. Casey Kane there as well with with, with some experience. Now, that's just the wide receiver position. Let's talk about the tight end position, JT Sanders. Best tight end, I think, in the Big 12, one of the best in the nation. Probably probably only going to be here one more year. So when you see a guy like JT Sanders have a breakout year this year, folks, just think what he's going to do with more time being a true tight end, blocking. Um, I think Texas is going to use him, hopefully, in an H-back role as well. Just put him on the field and let him ball. Tight ends. Put him out wide, which is what Texas did. Put him in the backfield to be like a H back to block for whoever's going to be running the ball sometimes. Make him your chess piece. Sark said that the most important person in his offense, one of the most important pieces in his offense is the tight end position, and he has a true playmaker and a game changer in JT Sanders from that. And last but not least, Quinn, Quinn Ewers, folks. One thing that I do love about Quinn Ewers is that even though he had a pretty rough season this year, we saw the lights, the light switch kind of turn on there in that uh, that bowl game. He looked very good in that bowl game. Could have had four hundred and sixty, almost five hundred yards, um, you know, if, if it wasn't for some drops. Um, but Quinn having a season where he wasn't yanked, he wasn't pulled, which I think was kind of a discredit to. Hudson card in, 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 in his first year starting, just let him play, let him play, let him get it all, you know, you know, just all out of his system. But Quinn got to get all of it out of his system. He got to understand the ups and downs of a game. He got to understand it, that this game is a lot faster than what he's used to at the high school level. Um, so I think Quinn's going to be a much better uh, uh, player this year. And also having a guy like Malik Murphy, who's probably a, a film rat as well, Jim rat as well. Arch Manning, who people are raving about already, saying he's already breaking down film and in the playbook. This is only going to make Quinn Ewers that much better because he understands that the guys behind him are just as talented as him and want it just as much as he does too. So that's why I think this Texas offense is going to be light years better this year. It starts off in the trenches. The trenches are going to be better. It's going to be one of the better offensive lines that any running back has had to run behind. There are no kidding three to four NFL prospects on that line Right now. Um, if 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 there's a starting lineup of Banks, Campbell, Hudson, Jones, um, you know, uh, uh Hayden Connor, Jake Majors, is any combination of those six guys, there's three to four guys that are going to play in the league that should get drafted. So much better offensive line talent than what Bijan had to run behind and what Rocho, uh, you know, had to run behind. Now, guys, if you flip this to the defensive side of the ball, you say, well, Nina, we lost Anthony Cook. One of the smarter players here in the defense, one of the more one of the more versatile players, played cornerback his first couple years, moved over to the to the nickel, then played uh, you know, safety. Yes, Anthony Cooks is a great player who's gonna play on Sundays, either drafted, you know, in the late rounds or undrafted free agent. He's a very versatile player, very good player. Shoulder's grit this year too with a broken forearm. But guys, we just got Jalen Catalan. And Catalan was the first-team All-SEC guy, a so redshirt freshman. He just played by Andrews. If his injury is, is um, completely fixed and healed with that shoulder, we've upgraded that to safety position, and that is no knock to Anthony Cook. That is no knock to Anthony Cook. That just shows the greatness of Jalen Catalan playing at Arkansas. We all know he wanted to be a longhorn anyway. Uh, but, yes, we are losing over Sean. Totally get it. But the linebacker depth that we have brought here, and hopefully, you know, this is one of the problems that Texas has had is that we've had to constantly depend on on freshmen to save us, you know, um, in this program, Uh, constantly moving players around from DB to to linebacker, uh, moving them back to DB. I mean, just doing so many different things. We have Jalen Ford, who is, uh, what, a third team, um, you know, All-American this year, uh, first team, All-Big 12 great linebacker play. Um, you know, should have won the best linebacker, you know, award for college football, but I won't say anything about that and also probably should have won the Big 12 defensive player of the year, but it is what it is. You get Jalen Ford coming back and then you couple him with either, uh, you know, Anthony Hill, uh, LaFowle, Samaji Burrell, uh, Benda. Uh, man, we got some dogs coming in so they can learn and Folks, a lot of these guys are coming here in the spring. They're coming here in the spring. I know Anthony Hill is coming here in the spring. A lot of these guys are here in the spring. They're going to be able to learn the, the whole program. They're not going to be fresh, freshmen in the fall. Secondary folks, we already talked about Jalen Catalan. Um, at the cornerback position, Terrence Brooks, um, the transfer from um from Wake Forest, uh, listen to Gavin Holmes, you know, you know, as well. So we got a lot of secondary pieces there that are gonna work out well. Defensive line, Colburn, I think we're very deep at the defensive line. Tevronday De Sweat, Byron Murphy, uh, Broughton, and then bringing in a true freshman in Sadir Mitchell, who also I think is, 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 an, is an early enrollee who is a, a big guy, one of those guys who is covered by every big-time school here in the country. Sadir Mitchell, 345-pound, 6'6 guy. So, guys, I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited about what this team could be here for the 2023 season. One other thing that I want to talk about here, you know, with the trenches here for the offensive side of the ball, I want to talk about, yes, we got a lot of depth there on the line, especially from the 2022 class. Now these guys can be sophomores, but just looking at the at the growth and the maturation process of these guys that are coming in from the 2023 class to as well. These big humans, the Conestros, the Peyton Kirkland's, the Andre Kojos, the Chapman's, the Gooseby's, you know, and I'm missing one, folks. I'm missing one. I don't know who I'm missing, but we got a lot of good talent here on that offensive line, folks. And it's going to be great to see these guys push each, push each other to make sure that this line is going to be one of the better lines we've seen here over the last decade. But, folks, that is why I think the 2023 season is going to be much better here for Texas than the 2022 season was. We're going to expand upon going eight and four. I think I think we're going to be in that nine to ten range a season this year, if not more. I think Texas is a great shot to do that and win the Big 12 before going off and bolting to the SEC and competing there as well. But I know, folks, man, if hey, look like hey, give me a comment, like, subscribe, share. Do you don't be afraid to fail out, grow your environment, understand your brilliance. Tell me what you think about this analysis and tell me what you think the Texas 2023 season is going to look like. Hook them. Horns always up.